Hello! Should have saved that one for an October episode. And welcome to WE NXT. Or whatever. NXT podcast. Right, so. (coughs) (laughs) Yes, so. Well, this one's a little bit late, huh? So, between hospitalizations, internet exploding, and lady related anniversary commitments, (laughs) it's kind of been delayed. And all of. I was going to say, yeah, all those are kind of on you, Dan, so... <clears throat> yeah. So yes, SummerSlam was a thing that happened. Oi. Just as we knew it would, NXT TakeOver destroyed it. Oh yeah. Yes, it did. As it should, you know, from views of an NXT podcast. But I suppose realistically it shouldn't. You know, SummerSlam should be a big deal, but they're utterly determined to make it pointless each year. Second biggest event of the year, I know. Supposedly, they've made it four hours long, but mm, I would argue Royal Rumble, way bigger. I'd argue this year Battleground was way bigger. Most things were bigger, but (laughs) generally speaking, Royal Rumble. Number one. Number one, bigger than Mania. Fight me! I'm not going to fight you, I kind of agree. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Pointless each year. So, Demon, having said that, knowing you're the optimist, the jolly positive bouncing ball of sunshine, did you enjoy SummerSlam? Some of it. Only Ooh, some of it? When the most Ooh. positive person in the world says some, <laughs> you know it wasn't good. Jeez. Um, if anything, it was more predictable than I wanted it to be. Yeah, that is, that is, well, that's what the predictions were all about. But I predicted unpredictability. You predicted based on there would be some sort of twist, and I think I would have to say the same. I was, I was. <laughs> is this an excuse? Is this an yes, excuse? Yes, this is this is the excuse of rolling in. <laughs> okay, well, Alan, what did you think as a counterpoint? Being a big ball of misery and cynicism, big sourpuss misery cynicism. <laughs> That's what we are. I thought it started well. Yes. And then got shit. <laughs> Progressively worse as it goes on. I, I would say main the main roster continues to baffle. Main roster podcasts are fucking masochists. Jesus. Okay, so having said that, Teddy Bear Owens is the champion of the universe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is just saying the best thing that's happened on wrestling. Speaking of champion of the universe, not to get heat on you, Demon, but you actually like the look of the Universal Championship? I did. That it's... crinkly red licorice plasticky looking thing with a fucking stupid name? <clears throat> when I first seen it, I looked it. The more I see it, the more <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> see, this is this is where being me counts, because I don't give a shit about appearance. So I didn't give a shit about how badly it looked. Well, it, wasn't, it doesn't bother me. It's not just that it's bad, it's that it's disappointing. It's like, why even build it up? If you're going to um, unveil this thing, like, oh, we're not showing what it looks like, don't have it look identical to something you've already seen, just slightly different. That would be fine, but the World Championship looks way better. Just, yes. it's, it's kind of like a ba- It's like, <laughs> no racism here. It's kind of like a Chinese knockoff. It's just not right. It's the regular title. It's just not as good. It's just not right. It's just slightly off. Uh, from here on out, by the way, I'm just going to call it the Raw Heavyweight Championship because Universal. But yes, Kevin Owens, Raw Heavyweight Champion. Beautiful stuff. Finn injured. I really wanted to merge that and say Finjured there. Out for at least six months. Wonderful. Vince is backstage somewhere kicking all those boxes of wigs and face paint. I think he injured himself kicking all those boxes. <laughs> the boxes of wigs and face paint that were on their way to WWE shop. Ah, the Dudleys have retired, <clears throat> but are already booked to appear at ICW Fear and Loathing 9 in Scotland. Visit insanewrestling.co.uk for more information. Actually, we're not affiliated with ICW. You know what? Don't visit insanewrestling.co.uk. Ah, right, on both ways. Actually, though, um, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about ICW more, so I'll cut this out. Cut. Anyway, enough of that. So, under the predictions, or the, rather the prediction results, how did we do? Who won? Does it matter? Probably yes. not. Hooray! No, it doesn't. How does it matter? <coughs> Moving on. 
First up, one of the many last friggin' second thrown together matches out of nowhere. Thanks WWE for making this super easy for us a SmackDown extravaganza. The Vaude Villains, The Ascension, and Breezango versus the Hype Brothers, Oos 1 and 2, and Alan's American Alpha. Now, Yay. I don't really remember much, if anything, about this match, other than I know that the faces won because I got a point. Hey. And I said faces to win. Uh, does anyone have any specifics they want to say about this match? Not at all. No? The, Didn't think so. I mean, no. I know they did have the Ooses sort of heelishly steal the pin away from Gable and Jordan, but they have since gone full-blown heel, so that's not even interesting news anymore. So With whatever. Worst gimmick ever. On, on, well, on the plus side, they've gone heel, which I kind of wanted them to do. But on the They've negative been side, heel for me for a hell of a long time. <laughs> on, yeah, on, the, on the negative side, oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's so bad. I mean, what were they thinking? You could have just left it at that with your with the tagline for the Usos as just, oh, Jesus. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't never been nothing new for the Usos. Usos! <laughs> Either way, 12-man hoo-ha. One point to me, and one point to you, no points to Danny. Those sort of matches don't really work very well, especially with 12 This was the first men. match on the pre-show. Nobody gave a shit about this. Nobody I would have rathered an eight-man backstage brawl. <laughs> like back in the day. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, next we had out of nowhere match number two. Another last second thrown together match. We had the aforementioned, quote, retired Dudley Boys versus Geordie Train, Sami Zayn and Neville. A relatively short match. Not the shortest on the card, mind, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Continuing the losing streak of the Duds. Uh, not a lot to say. Sami and Nev, great as always. Do you have anything much to say, you two? Um, it was a fine match. You had a lot of talent there. Mm -hmm. No story, no build-up, no reason for it. Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. The reason for me to actually give a shit, except the fact that it was Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn. Who didn't even make like it onto the, the card. But then I like the Dudleys too, so it's kind of like, I don't really care who wins, I don't care who loses. I'm just sad they're on the pre-show. I'm just sort of like sad that these people are really talented people with no real reason to be here, except they want to have extra names on the card. I think, I think more than anything, it's also a bit of a slap in the face to us. But, well, we all had Geordie trained, so we all win. Woo! It's two to me, two to you, Alan. One to Danny. He's coming back. He's Not really. He's sniffing <laughs> at your heels. Next, the hotly anticipated Best of Seven series, Cesaro versus Sheamus. First match, rendering it the most least important or interesting match ever. Who gave a flying feck about this one? A long stretching road ahead of us, with another six official matches and God knows how many non-official fights, after the last three fights to build up this best of seven. Alan, Dan, tell me a tale. Tell me the woe of the Celtic warrior. And I his... love the Celtic warrior. I love the Celtic warrior. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I, I like him as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I want his beard. <laughs> in a glass jar or just <laughs> to grow your own version of it grow uh, my own especially if it was ginger as well go with a full red thing I, I, it was a competent match as far as I remember ended pretty much the way I predicted it would yep. um, yeah yeah well yeah we all had Seamus to win so. I, I, I just it was, I suppose, the only it's match. It's the first of it was best the only, of seven. It was so. the only match on the pre-show with actual story going into it, even it's if it's true. the very start of a story. It deserves to be on the pre-show rather than the main event because, you know, an actual event because it's just the start of what is supposed to be quite a long story. So it's not really that important. It's I am very of, disappointed though that it has to go. It will go to all seven matches, and that disappoints me. There's only ever one thing, I, one I never think of, where they didn't go to the maximum number of... The, there's, you know, when they have, like, multiple pins and multiple things. And I remember Cesaro got pinned twice in a row in a best of three. Against Ziegler, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That was because he'd spoken out and they were very unhappy yeah. that he and said that nobody wanted to see Cena versus Orton for the 1200th time. And that's the only time they've ever gone. And I knew going into this it was going to end 4-3. Yeah. It has to. 
but yeah, everyone had Seamus for that for one reason or another. So that's three for myself, three for Alan, and two for the Dan Dan man. Yep. He's still I, coming I, back. I also predict that even though it's the best of seven and it should end the feud, they'll continue the feud afterwards. Probably. Next, we get into some good stuff. Enzo Amore and Big Cast team Swaft. S Swaft. Versus Jericho Owens. Um, I think this was possibly my favourite match of the night, to be honest. No. Despite a few, should I say, mistakes. The finish the finish was off, but whatever. Love Jericho Owens, so I don't care. And Owens hugging Jericho and not letting go as they <laughs> awkwardly walked backstage still hugging was fucking fantastic. Now I, I liked him blowing a kiss to Jericho before he did the cannonball. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Look, SummerSlam is yeah. a big night. Nah, we got to take care of Oh, we're going to do it. We, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we are going to do it. We're going to do it live at SummerSlam, available only on the WWE Network. We are going to do it. Now, now, despite my love of them, I went for Enzo and Cass to win, since it was in Brooklyn, and so on and so forth. Um, what are you, what did you think? I thought it was a Good match. The wrestling wasn't smooth. It wasn't spotless. Big Cass is quite clunky in the ring. For some reason, Jericho didn't seem to quite have the timing right. Mm. They did that. Oh, and they did the over the rope, throwing Enzo over the rope onto them, and both. They might have to stop doing both that. Owens so. and yeah. Jericho diving nearly, to save Enzo's life. They nearly kill him when they do that. <laughs> Cats just well, doesn't throw him far enough, and well, his legs almost get well, tangled up on the ropes. It just it just doesn't work for well, him. Well, he doesn't really throw him so much as just dump him over the ropes. Yeah, <laughs> and he has hit the floor a few times. And it's just, do you remember that one with the Vaud villains, where yes. they just he just dropped him face first onto the floor, and the Vaud villains kind of ran in and went. Oh no, we've been hit and hurled themselves backwards. It's like, oh jeez. Well, what I would say is Jericho and Owens were posing. They were doing nice heelish things. Lots of little bit play between them and the whole best friends thing. The story for the match worked for them. Enzo and Big Cass, they did well enough for it to be an enjoyable. So yeah, I said it started good. This mm-hmm. is good. This is the first one we've got wrong of the night, Alan. You and I. Bringing us to three apiece. Dan, um, you're back in it. What did you think of the match? I thought the match was good. Again, it was there was points where I thought it was slow. Um, but it, it was... I would not say it was my favourite match of the night by any means. Nowhere near. Any uh, means. Well, no. it's only my favourite because it's got Kevin Owens in it. I, I, I love, I love Jericho. I, I, I think Jericho. I think Chris Jericho's current gimmick is the best he's ever had. I would ever. I think it's <laughs> the best for a very, very long time. He's come to life, and he's the the their backstage segments are hilarious. They're interplay. With Tom Phillips. Yeah, I love that. This is, With Ter- it, Terry Philippe. It has become Felipe. the best thing on Raw. Them two together and the new storyline going forward. Now that which is now that Owens for, is the champ for, and the fact that he's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. which is basically Jericho's going up against Owens X, <laughs> <laughs> which is just fantastic. I love that. I want to know what kind of a man you really are, Zane, to blow your friendship with Kevin Owens. It's not Kevin. He's an honorable guy. Like I said, he's an inspiration in this ring. He's the WWE Universal Champion. So when I think about the Owens and Zayn relationship, I realize that the problem was you. I loved the scene with the phone. Do you have his new number? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. He's back to life. Either way, 3-3-3. Three, three, and three. Hoorah. The WWE... What is now the Raw women's title at the time it was just the WWE women's title? Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Well, well, well. Swerve after a particularly scary at times match. Charlotte, the two to one voted to lose, regains her women's title. 
I'm just going to look smug for a few minutes. <laughs> you didn't look smug, but she won. She she got the title. Did she win Sasha... or did she not win? She won, but because of circumstances <clears throat> after we made the prediction, which is not. It the wasn't same. circumstances afterwards. Sasha's been injured for a long time. Anyway, now it has been said that Sasha really needed time to heal from various minor nagging injuries. Why make her worse? <laughs> she's back already. There's no way she's healed. No. Um, yeah. Some say that Charlotte took liberties during the match. Now, Alan didn't quite remember the match, bless him. He took another look at it more recently. Um, do you think there's any validity to the claims now that you've re-seen it? I don't think I don't think Charlotte deliberately went in there to injure her. I do think she was bloody clumsy at several points, and there was that one drop off the corner. Bloody scary. I, I, <laughs> she literally she climbed up, she dropped Sasha on her head, and I have no idea what move she was trying to do because we watched it over again, and it just appeared she to just be she just drops her. her. She just drops her. Which I suppose is a is a legitimate way to injure someone, and I suppose it looks bloody you know bloody violent, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. It just didn't. The the rest of it, the rest of the things, I I, I kind of put down a sloppy work. It didn't look like she was trying to injure. Her. She just wasn't. She was working stiff and not necessarily safe. Uh, yeah, safe. Um, I I I wouldn't say I don't really want to believe that she'd go out to injure her. Basically, she did not appear genetically superior at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did not. Um. It's it's also been said that Sasha only got the belt at all, despite Vince's comments of her being overvalued and overhyped by the fans and the fans alone, as they wanted a spike in goodwill at the start of the brand split. Uh, by the way, way to fucking go on that one, SmackDown. Ooh, they got the headbangers in for a match. Oh Christ, I don't think we'll see them ever again. I hope <laughs> not. They have the zero nostalgia for the bloody headbangers. And how on earth can they only touch Rhino once and he needed eight stitches? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, uh, enough, 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 as little said about the headbangers as possible is I think the, better. as little said about SmackDown as possible as would be better. <laughs> mm. But either which way, this was an okay match. Uh, these two can work great together. I don't think this was one of their best because um, they've had a lot of better, better other matches together. I don't know if you agree with that. I, I would agree. Yeah. My, my only thought on Charlotte going hard is maybe maybe Sasha wanted her to because they've been trying to legitimise the women's wrestling for so long. And the way Sasha wrestles and the way I've seen it, she does kind of go hard. I mean, think back to Brooklyn mm-hmm. where she's stamping on Bailey's fingers to stop her getting on the ropes. It looks bloody violent and vicious. Well, what I think, looking back with a retrospect now, what I think was... Sasha probably had a few spots in mind to really sell the fact that she was injured because she knew moving forward she's having time off. And then they had that really stupid, and I'm going to say fucking stupid, don't ever do this, segment on Raw. She came out and she mirrored the Daniel Bryan speech. Yes. There's a saying that every journey has an end. And every story has a final chapter at SummerSlam. I was pushed to my limits. No, 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 scratch that. I was pushed beyond my limit. Charlotte tried to break my back, but I'm not out here to make any excuses. But I'm out here because earlier today, I met with the doctors and I have an update on my condition and I have some bad news. Uh, Dana Brooke comes out, mocks her, Blah, blah, blah. She knocks down Dana and she says the bad news. Well, actually, what she says was the bad news wasn't for you, but I think she meant the fans. The bad news is for Charlotte because I'm fine. And she walks out and the crowd's kind of like, yay? What just happened? They were all so disappointed because they were all... She came out and obviously for a couple of hours, we all thought that it was going to be bad news. I mean, she, she posted on Twitter quite early. And they were hyping this tweet that, yeah, she had some bad news to do yes. Raw. And and people were kind of like chanting. If you listened, and you could hear it was turned down. Yeah. Um. People were chanting no, sort of thing. Um. But either way, don't ever fucking do that. That is not a storyline or no. a gimmick you should be doing. Ever. No, I think it pissed people off, including Edge. Well, it would. Edge had to retire. 
didn't yeah. they? They come out and you had to re- Daniel Bryan had to retire. They were forced to retire. And then this is a storyline. And it's not even like a long, drawn-out storyline. It was a storyline set up before Raw, went through Raw, and for what? Mind, for a rematch. I must admit, while we're on the subject of Edge, just quickly, I think it should have been him, not Mick Foley, um, as general manager. I was hoping it was him. Is he not? Is he, he might have other things to do. Foley literally had nothing. But he's he doing has, holy Foley now. Like I said, he literally, <laughs> literally has, has nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he has holy Foley on the network, and they yeah. need to hype that to bring Foley in. It would have been better as Edge. And hey, for all we know, it's going to switch to Edge somewhere down the line. So, women's title regained by Charlotte. It's four to me, three to Alan, and three to Dan. I'm pulling ahead. Ooh, yeah. Um, WWE Intercontinental title match. Yeah, we bloody well go. Apollo <sighs> Crews versus the Demon's Own Mike the Miz Mizzy. Mizow. Don't know why I said that. I'm sure you won't be shocked when I tell you this was the shortest match on the card at 5 minutes 45 seconds. Uh, Smackdown really needs to step it up. I don't think anyone was a huge fan of this match. I know, no. Dan, you're a huge fan of The Miz, but this match did very little for anyone, went nowhere, was pretty much only saved from being the most pointless bout on the card by one fucking ridiculous outing later on that should never have been on after the world title matches. Fuck's sake, booking people get it together, but we'll get onto that later. Since you are the Miz's biggest fan, tell yes. us what you thought of this. By the way, we both have nothing against the Miz and that whole thing on the Talking Smack segment where he lost it. it was and, brilliant. And his matches since then have been fantastic. I don't. Alan hasn't seen them because, well, first of all, we we barely ever watch SmackDown. Second of all, why would we want to watch SmackDown these days? But he's been mocking Brian and his Brian and his matches, and actually doing Brian's moves, even trying to get Yes Chance going. It's it's been pretty good. It's very much implying that Brian has been cleared, or is possibly getting cleared. I think you need to stop getting your hopes up. I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not, not excited I'm not about ruling it. it out. I'm not ruling it out. But I think. We should never get our hopes up about Daniel Bryan. No. Any, tell us about this match, Dan. Um, I didn't enjoy the match at all. I was very, very fucking disappointed. <laughs> um, Here's the question, right? Do yep. you think it's all on Apollo? Miz, no. Miz can work and can have fantastic matches. And it's always been said that some people are so amazing they can, you know, they can take a broom through a, to an excellent match. The Miz is a decent worker and a good hand. Was it not... Charismically, Apollo is a broom. <laughs> but no. Sorry, you know... he's, got the, he's got the wrestling talent, but for charisma, he loses to the broom. My issue is, for me, The Miz yeah. can't go against big guys. He can't. For me, it would have been more beneficial to be against Sami Zayn or something like that, even though they're on different shows. Just somebody that sort of size. I don't think he can do it. It just don't work. Well, what I would say against that is Apollo so far has had some terrible, terrible matches in the WWE. Yes. Can you remember the one against too soon? Can you remember the one against Jericho? Yes, I do. No, uh, I I think he can wrestle. Mm -hmm. I think he's far too green to be where he is. He needed to stay in NXT and learn for another year. He needed to have some charisma infused somehow, possibly with a manager. He's kind of got, you know, there, there, there are people out there who just don't work on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Cass being one of them. I can't see him on his I, I, I thought when he was on his own, they, they kept trying to pair him up with other people and other tag teams just because he doesn't have enough personality on his own. Mm-hmm. There, there are people out there who don't, like Brock Lesnar. You can get some good matches out of a good spectacle, but you need the Paul Heyman there to sell it. Yes. And what Apollo Creed, uh, Creed Apollo <laughs> Cruz, really needs now is a manager or a tag partner. He There's one something. thing he's missing, though. They're, they're playing too much on his ability of being acrobatic. They also need to play on his size more. Well, the thing is, they're playing on his ability to be acrobatic, and then they never let him do any of the acrobatic stuff that he's famous for on the indies. 
Yeah. He would go absolutely apeshit on the Indies. He'd be bouncing off everything. You see, if they let him do that and they let Neville go, uh-huh. then you could have some a really good high-flying rivalry between the two of them. Or as a tag team. Yeah, or as a tag team. Different problem, brands again, unfortunately. The problem with the tag team was you, you, they'd have to actually <laughs> Sorry, have somebody just, to work with. I just amused myself by saying different brands, right? On Raw, <laughs> on Raw, you had that whole weird segment with um, Jack Swagger backstage going... <laughs> <laughs> To the question of you know your contract is ex- ex- expiring soon, he showed up on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ! I just remembered Apollo Cruz gets squashed, destroyed, right, by Barry fucking Corbs. Oh, not Barry Corbs. I'm sure I'm remembering this right. I but might be wrong. Baza C. No, you're right. And then whose music hits? But it's Jackie Swags. And he comes down to the ring, and you you think, oh, he's going to beat up Baron Corbin or something. He seems completely uninterested in Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin walks away. He gets into the ring. He's not dressed to wrestle or anything. And he basically says, I'm here now. And the crowd is silent. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Rolling Stones! Call me Jumpin' Jack Flash because of it. 12.01 this morning, SmackDown Live is my new home. And you're like, well, so? We've just seen you lose on Raw. Is it, no, you haven't been on TV for months. You have one match you lose. You show up on SmackDown and everyone's supposed to cheer for you? It's almost at this moment like SmackDown's like a secret joke. Like they, they still hate Daniel Bryan so much. They made this whole thing just to get at him because he's also tweeted out that he's kind of stuck there, which isn't great. I don't know if you've seen it, Dan. Yeah. Him, yeah. Him basically saying, I didn't choose this. I'm yeah. still in the contract. They told me I had to do it, so I have to do it. It's like, is this a giant elaborate trick that they're playing on Daniel Bryan? Like, ah, you're not getting into the ring. <laughs> he also pointed out that they put this poll up on WWE.com basically saying, who would it be great for Daniel Bryan to wrestle now? And he's like, that really upset me <laughs> because yeah. I really want to wrestle. I said, like, oh, I think it's just, it's an elaborate hoax. <laughs> I have, I think... What they need to do is go, fuck, we've made a mistake, right, <laughs> and do another draft, right, completely. Shit, we really picked all the worst people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They could turn into another... one big storyline where SmackDown are just trying to fire their people and steal from Raw. No, no, no. They stole Jack's wagon. <laughs> if you're going to steal somebody, steal. you don't steal Jack's wagon. The, the, thing, the thing is, if you're going to have Jack Swagger come across from Roll and you do it that way, what you should have done is if he's coming in as heel, he attacks Apollo Crews and he sticks the Patriot lock on him. If he's coming in as face, he attacks Barry Corbs and he puts the Patriot lock on him. Coming in and just going... I'm a Division One All-American, a former heavyweight champion, and I have one stone-cold fox of a wife. Whoa! That was weird. <sighs> right, so right. we went right the way around the houses with that one. Uh, Miz retained, believe it or not. I, I just want to Even say, we've the... spoken about this match far longer than the match lasted. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we really have. Uh, Miz retained, meaning that we were all wrong. Hooray! It's still 4-3-3. Three and three. Even we thought they were going to give it to Cruz to try and do something with Cruz, and, apart- and then, <sighs> no. It's the first time I've ever seen the skull-crushing finale actually pin someone. Pin someone. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't right. clean. Five minutes, 45 seconds. We've talked about it for like half an hour. So, AJ Styles versus John Cena. This was a fine match. Yeah, one that Alan inexplicably fell asleep during. I didn't fall asleep during, I fell asleep before because Barry, because Barry Corbs, but because of Apollo Crews and... Crews. Uh, they want you to say Creed. That's the only reason they named uh, him the way they did. It's kind of racist when you think about it. Apollo Crews and uh, Viz put the me Miz. to sleep. 
I was so dozy. It's a damn fine match. Pro- I really when, enjoyed it. Yeah, proving when they aren't trying to force Johnny C to be the be-all and end-all of WWE, he can really work. Just to be a slight voice of dissent, mm-hmm. there was a lot of finishes. Yes. Uh, I know you absolutely hate, hate the false finishes. Well, it, it does kind of cheapen the finisher a little, but I actually think, to be honest... They did some. These guys did something that I think Ziggler and Ambrose didn't, which we're going to get into that later on. But they're put way down the card, and to be honest, both of them belong to be far, far up it. Mm-hmm. John Cena because he's been there for so long, and AJ Styles because he's so talented. I kind of think they decided, well, fuck it. You're going to put us down the card. We're going to show you you're wrong. If I hadn't been asleep at that point. It might have, <laughs> but then again, considering what came afterwards, I'm not really. Yeah, well, I have a couple of things I noted during this. It, it was what kept me watching, mind. Well, <laughs> it did rejuvenate it. Yeah, a couple of things that I noted. Cena did Nikki's new finisher during his match, but since the matches were moved around, it meant he did it first, and it didn't work. Like it was just a throwaway mid-match move. Nikki used to do the rack attack, as everyone's well aware which was the torture rack falling to her knees, but after her necks being knackered, enough of that, now she does an unnamed, as far as I'm aware, so far, anyway, cutter. Uh, AJ is now two up over Cena. So Cena doing what he should, elevating new stars and giving them a hell of a push. Let's hope they do better with AJ than they did with Owens back when he got his win over Cena. Again, where Owens is now. Mm-hmm. I sure it all, like I said, it worked out in the end, though. Um, anyway... Dan, tell us what you thought of this match, given that Alan snored his way through it. Genuinely, the match of the night. I actually disagree with the fact that there was a lot of finishers. I don't think it weakened the finishers. I think it just showed... It made them both look strong. Yes, but doesn't it also... The dissenting, dissenting opinion to that is, doesn't that also cheapen all the finishers of every other match on the card? No, because... The characters of both AJ and Cena, well, especially Cena, over time has, um, well, due to the fact he's not tapped out in 10 years, it's he's meant to look strong. He's meant to be able to kick out to all of this. So I think you've got to look at it away from the finishers and other matches because they're on a different league. Possibly. But I would still say it injures anybody else. Because anybody who has to go into a match with Cena then does the same thing and suddenly they're elevated. Whereas if it's across the board... I then think Cena's now not going to get normal matches though no more. I think he's at the twilight of his career and he's going to start being used more like The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar even. Mm-hmm. Part-time for big matches and therefore it won't, it doesn't weaken anything because he can still do that in every single match. Yeah. We shall see, I suppose. <clears throat> As of right now, I know he's in contention for the SmackDown title, yeah. the heavyweight championship, so don't think he possibly should be, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, AJ Styles picks up the win. Alan and I had AJ winning. So moving the scores, five to me, four to Alan, and three to Demon, who's starting to fall behind. You chose Cena for the win. I did, yeah. I just Indeed. thought... It would have been interesting if he had, and then it would be 1-1 for another match. Imagine if he had, though. This show would have been the shit. (laughs) If Cena had beaten AJ and everything else went the way it did, what a disappointing show. Just after the Apollo Crews How how can you say it was disappointing? Kevin Owens won, and Finn Balor won. (laughs) Yeah, but the entire show as a whole was shit. This win for AJ, catapulting him to become the champion. Yeah. That is fantastic. If he didn't and just Cena won again and AJ was not, you know, just lost all momentum again, that that wouldn't have been fantastic. That would have been quite same old the Yeah. Anyway, WWE Tag Team Title Match. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Ganderson. Versus the New Day minus Big E. But plus John Stewart. This was an awkward affair. John Stewart. Biggie clearly being healthy enough to be part of it, but being kept to run down at the end. 
gargling yellow jar of water, which most people are referring to as piss. (laughs) Ganderson, I'm going to make that a thing, by the way, Ganderson, being made to be less and less a scary destructive force and more a petty foil for the new day. I think both teams deserve better and need to move on to bigger and better things, although I know they're not. The match itself, for me, was forgettable. The spots I've mentioned were awkward, and the finish in the end was just bad, really. Do you have anything to add, you two? I, I certainly remember Big E running down and me being like, what the fuck? It, it didn't belong in the match. It mm-hmm. seemed wrong. I didn't like, um, whatchamacallum, being in a tall... John Stewart. John Why Stewart. was he there? There was no reason for him to be there. He, do, he doesn't add anything. He takes away... At the time, it was just like, why is that old man here? Why, why, why? Do you think Vince thinks he's still on TV? I don't know. I, he I... quit. He gave up the, the what was it, the Daily Show? The Today Show? The Late Show? the One of I'm, the I'm talk sure, shows. I'm sure he's still got fans in the US. I just I just don't think they're particularly wrestling fans. I, It was terrible <laughs> from start to finish. And it's such a disappointment because... I think the wrestlers can; those four wrestlers could have produced an amazing match. They didn't. Danny, what do you think? You are a huge New Day fan. What did yeah, you think? I think without Big E, um, I think they're playing on the fact that without Big E, New Day can't win. I sat there with Danielle and I was like, uh, "Big E's coming out in the next five minutes," and it happened. You know, yeah. um, but I won. I got my prediction. <laughs> yeah, well, we all said Ganderson was going to win, and technically they did via DQ yeah. of Big E, but sorry, Big E DQ, but um, uh, whatever, six, five, and four. If and you're I, keeping I score, just, just don't think it did anything for the story either of her. Well, it's it's either tag going. team to have no, that. They're still that going way. at Clash of Champions, not Night of Champions, or the Clash of the Champions anymore. They're doing it again. It's the same match. This was a it, raw match. This, this, yeah, it, it, this was, this was a small section of a larger story that didn't belong on the card. Certainly didn't belong above Cena and uh, AJ, no. or in fact any of the other matches. It belonged on the pre-show. Yes, it I, did. It, either the pre-show or maybe the opening bout. I was, yeah. I could see it I was the say opening, opening bout. bout. Yeah, here's John Stewart. Apparently, he's a big deal. He was in, he was at SummerSlam last year, so that apparently means something. Yeah. Middle of the card, it didn't belong there. No. No. Speaking of the middle of the card, WWE title match. Dolph <laughs> Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose. Now, I didn't make many notes throughout the night, barely anything. But I have written here, Dean and Ziggler, halfway through the show, wow, talk about disrespecting and devaluing an established title, and your, quote, equal SmackDown brand. After the match, I had, uh, well, that match was bafflingly dull. Dean wrestled heel. Really odd finish. But yay, sad ref. (laughs) Now, oh my God, right. So I got a message on Twitter, and it basically said uh, they'd listened to our takeover, the the original takeover podcast, and my new favorite person ever, sad ref. Woo, love sad ref. Anyway, they told me who he actually is. <laughs> so I don't just have to call him a sad ref anymore. He's Dan Engler, formerly Rudy Charles, who was TNA's senior referee for four years. And outside of the ring, he's so happy and cheery. I, on his Twitter, right, he's got this video. <laughs> he's got a video of him. Right, I'm going to have to tell this whole story. When Reigns was fighting H, way back in the day, and they were, he was beating up Triple H backstage, and Triple H threw like this box on wheels in his way. <laughs> it's this fantastic bit of sad ref. Gets hit in the leg by it, and you see him hopping off like, and he pops off. Anyway, on his Twitter, he has a video where he's making amends with the box that attacked him in the leg, putting their rivalry to rest. Oh my god. Anyway, so... <clears throat> He is by far my most favourite WWE superstar. And I don't care what anyone says. He is a superstar. He is the best thing on WWE TV, period. (laughs) Maybe other than Owens and Jericho. You can't make me choose, though. Anyway, Dan Engler, you rock, and you are by far the bestest. So. Oh, hey, everybody. 
My name's WWE referee Dan Ingler. Yes, Dean and Ziggler. Uh, Alan, you you had you had Ziggler uh, to win the title from Dean Ambrose. It was mid card. It's practically like having him win the Intercontinental. <laughs> Regardless of what. Any of us thought, I don't think any of us expected a half-arsed mid-show, basically piss-break of a match for the goddamn WWE title. Well, oh, also, making Ziggler an actual threat for this match, or even just not treating him as a joke? Should we discuss the fucking KFC commercial where oh, saw no. Ziggler as Colonel Sanders fighting a chicken? Fuck's sake! This guy is the challenger for the heavyweight championship. What the fuck are we supposed to take from that? He's a joke. Treat your fucking stars with some respect and maybe we'll see them in a respectable way. What did you think of this match? I was shocked and appalled when I watched it the second time. I just The howled. second time, because <laughs> you couldn't remember the first time. I, I, I think I blotted it out of my memory, because... Well, like, here's the thing. I like Ambrose. I will tell the and story. I didn't like him after the end of this match. Oh god, yeah. This this is this is I kind of my breakup with Andrew Ambrose. You're breaking up with Ambrose. I'm breaking up with Ambrose. I I he he disrespected Ziggler to a ridiculous degree. He didn't look like he was interested in being there in the match he, itself. He, yeah. yeah, in the match itself, he didn't look he didn't look like he he considered Ziggler a threat. The end came out of pretty much nowhere, and he looked bored. It was an appalling match. How are we supposed to take him seriously if he devalues his opponents to such an extent? I would, all I can think of is that basically both of them looked at the place in the card and decided they weren't going to bother. Well, here, I'll... And that's what I said about oh, uh, Cena and AJ Styles. They looked at the place in the card and said, fuck you, we belong up the card. Ziggler and... Uh, Ambrose, you know, to say, fuck you, we belong up the card, but we're not going to prove it. Well, before I ask you, Dan, uh, uh, what you thought, I'll, I'll ask this. Do you think, because he has since lost it, do you think Dean knew he was losing the title? Yeah. Do you think that's what led him to just not give a shit? Or do you think him not giving a shit and Styles obviously giving it his all led to the switch? Um, I, I think... I, I, I... See, I think he didn't. I, I think he didn't give a shit because it was a mid card match, um, which is the wrong way to go about it. And mm-hmm. because he went about it that way, that's why I think he lost the title. I would like to think um, that was the case because, yeah, given that match, he didn't deserve that. No, not at all. He, he really didn't. He really didn't look like well, give a let, shit about that. Anyway, Dan, tell us what you thought of the match. Well, let me tell you something about Dean Ambrose. All right, was Danielle's favorite superstar. She bought a lunatic on the fringe T-shirt. She now turns it like goes for a piss when he's on the telly. <laughs> so she doesn't piss, piss on the, the telly. <laughs> Fuck you, Dean. <laughs> he's become irrelevant. Completely. He's, he, that that um, Stone Cold podcast that he was on did him no favours. No. Did you watch that? I did. He seemed so out of touch with absolutely everything. He didn't seem to be able to put two words together in a sentence. He just... It makes me wonder if he's <sighs> got a concussion. Because it doesn't seem to be the same person who was basically the, the bastard child of the S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> who earned his way up the card by being good and by being really good backstage in segments and putting on some funny skits, taking turns and polishing them into something respectable. So do you think he doesn't seem to be able to keep? Do you think that. Dean, out of all of these, has had the biggest fall from grace? At least in our eyes, I suspect he's got a concussion or some sort of something that's because he. If he, he doesn't, doesn't, that's a huge diss at just what the way he's responding and acting and wrestling. Well, my hope is he's, it's a horrible thing to say. I hope he's got a concussion <laughs> because otherwise there's that or he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. I genuinely think more than ever he needs to go back to his roots and stop turn being, John Moxley again. Stop being wacky and stop being crazy. Well, 
Dean wins a victory over Colonel Sanders to retain his highly elevated and deeply respected chicken nugget bargain bucket title. Seven, five, and five. I'm <laughs> pulling ahead again, go me. But on the flip side, I have seen Colonel Sanders super kick a chicken, so fuck you, SummerSlam. <laughs> what were they thinking with this crap? Smackdown! Six woman tag team match, which. Now, this is a weird one. First reported as being on the pre-show, and obviously with Eva Marie. Suspended. Now, after the WWE SmackDown title, and with Nikki Bella. Blah, blah, blah. Nikki does her new finisher, after Cena has already shown it ineffective, and gets the win. Hooray! This match was fine. Uh, better than it should have been. What do you guys think? Um, I thought it was a good, solid match. They, they, they've put on quite a few women's six-men matches in the last few reviews that have been worth watching. They've been good, enjoyable matches. Not not long, not a lot of story again. The old story for Eva Marie, really. The, the rest of it doesn't really have a story. Um, but everybody did their, everybody played their part pretty well. I enjoyed it. Um, it was better than what came before. Mm-hmm. Holy shit it was, which is a sad... Which is... I don't think there's enough emphasis on just how sad that is. That's the World Heavyweight Championship. My only my only niggly point is I really like Natalia Natalia as a heel, mm-hmm. and I would have rather seen a one on one match of Natalia and pick one of the three. Although I also have to say I really love Naomi's outfit. I know that's incredibly gay, but <laughs> she just looked so good. It was really good. It was like I like that it clings to a bum. <laughs> I, I did the non gay way. <laughs> I, 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 I did not appreciate that. Uh, I, I just appreciate it. I just thought it, it's like she just decided, fuck it, I'm going for everything. There's no holding back on that outfit. That's just, I, I'm literally just, fuck it, let's go for it. <laughs> Put sparkles on it, damn it. I want it to glow. Well, heels with Nikki, who's now a face, I think, but whatever, win. You had faces, so in your faces, Team Danny. Yeah. That's 8, 6, and 5 to the Dan Man trailing behind. That match disappoints me, though. Is it because they were all dressed? No. Well, uh, yes, but no. (laughs) (laughs) My problem, I'm really disappointed. They've got no continuity in the women's in SmackDown at all. Yeah. There is no one minute the heel, one minute the face. There, you don't know what you're going to get that week. To be fair, SmackDown doesn't seem to know what it's doing with any of its stars, let alone its, let's face it, diminished women's. Where's Carmella turned heel? Yeah, Carmella's definitely heel now. I knew that. I just didn't know because I knew Nikki came back here as a heel on the heels team, but she was a face on the heels team, and now she is a face, but I. <sighs> Yeah, and Carmella's turned heel, and that is what's annoying me. It's so different. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. It makes no sense. It's like six big shows. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> one good thing. We haven't seen Big Show. He could be doing anything. It... He is turning face and heel backstage, and we don't even see it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Holy crap, where to start with this one? Seth Rollins versus Finis Balour for the Universal Championship of the Cosmos or the Raw Heavyweight Championship. You have missed one. Which one have I missed? The United States Championship. I was actually right. The United States Championship. Yes. I was right because what happened? No, no, we haven't missed it yet, Danny. It's much further on the card. Was it? Oh, oh was fucking it? hell, it was. Yes. It shouldn't have been, but my fucking God, it oh, was. Oh, shit, yes, it was. I, I believe can, me, I, I have say. some rants for that. <laughs> I can understand why you thought it was uh, earlier on the card. It belonged but in the it's, pre-show. It's, it I, I apologise. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Seth Rollins versus Finis Balua for the Universal Championship of the Cosmos, or Raw Heavyweight Championship. Well, where to start with this? People don't like the belt. The aforementioned crinkly red plastic looking toy thing that sat at ringside and every time was caught on camera was booed like it was Roman Reigns. The opening segment, right? Here's something for you, Dan, because I know you watched it live. Yes. But we didn't. We watched it the day after. And when we watched it, they'd edited it out entirely. They threw adverts on. So, I don't know. I can't remember what the adverts are for, like the network or something. Was it not the Colonel Sanders advert? 
possibly. But in its place, live, as Dan was watching it, I'm assuming, Steph and Mick unveiled the the, the belt. Yes. Two massive boos. And it right was. Chance. Yeah. Hey, we want a new belt. Uh, that belt looks stupid. That belt sucks, etc., etc., etc. But it was really baffling for us because the belt wasn't unveiled in the version we saw. <laughs> People we got, just... I also heard rants of, it looks stupid. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah definitely. But people were just chanting weird things at the match for we, us. We spent a long time for, trying yeah. to figure out for the what longest, they were chanting. For the longest time, I was like, fat bell sucks? What, what the hell are these people <laughs> chanting? Are they chanting for the new day? Finally, the belt was like partially shown on the screen, and the crowd went nuts. And we figured out it was the belt that was getting the hit. It was wonderfully confusing for a long is, time, though. Thing is, we we were going, why are they why are they booing so much? This is a good match. <laughs> what's what's wrong with you people? This is a, this is an enjoyable match. Why you're booing this? You didn't even you 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 didn't boo Dean Ambrose and Ziggler. You sat quietly. While it went on, that travesty. Fat Bell sucks. <laughs> Fat Bell sucks. I was disappointed that they kept booing during the match, though. I think, yes, boo when it was yeah. um, unveiled. Well, we but, never saw the unveiling, so. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but what I mean is, if they, it, yes, boo them. It was a fucking great match. No, it, it was a no, good match. It was a good match. These two guys giving it their all. They didn't deserve to be booed. No. And, no. you know, literally pulling their arms back into the socket. Well, it, he. I kind of blame him himself for popping his arm out, though it was his own stupid fault. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, we, we enjoyed this match despite the utter bafflement we had. It's also the cause, obviously, of the subsequent requen- re- relinquishing of said belt due to the serious shoulder injury, which led to Mr. Teddy Bear Owens himself holding it now, so woo. My best friend and the longest reigning WWE Universal Champion in history. Seven days. Yeah. I would say, however... It became apparent at this point that the fecking United States Championship match was going to be on after both heavyweight titles. Holy shit. Of course, that'd get worse, but more on that soon enough. What did you guys think of this specific match? And here's the question. Can you remove the match from the crowd's reactions now? Or is that match forever tainted by it? I watched, again... The, the, when I watched it the first time, I was too baffled to really appreciate sucks. the match for what it was. I was enjoying it, but it was like I was too confused by the crowd. Watching it back, knowing exactly why the crowd are doing what they're doing, I was able to ignore the crowd and enjoy the match. Mm-hmm. Corey and Marlow are the two good commentators uh, now. Yeah, I, 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 I really hate David Otunga. Uh, <laughs> Really think he's terrible. He is the worst um, of the six. It is he impressive is? to be worse than he's Michael worse, Cole. He's and... worse than Cole and he's worse than Saxton. Yeah. Because Saxton shuts up most of the time. He says something stupid every now and again. David Otunga just talks right over the top of Mauro. Yeah. It, yeah. JBL just is enthusiastic about everything now. He doesn't really say anything about just everything is great. Mm. Oh my God, that was so athletic. Oh my God, that was. He's just very, very positive. He's turned face. Has he? Yes, I believe so. It, it's difficult to tell. He doesn't really say anything of any substance. <laughs> it's all. He's literally just. This is really. You know, this is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is really, really good. I'm ready for a fat marrow. <laughs> I almost said Marrow. <laughs> so. Uh, Finnis Binis Balur takes the victory and the first ever, despite what Steph keeps randomly saying on Raw, Universal Champion or Raw Heavyweight Champion. So that brings the scores up to nine for myself. I think I've pretty much won this, guys. There we <laughs> uh, six for Alan, who chose Rollins for the win for reasons. And six for Demon, <laughs> for Demon Dan, bringing him back from last place to second joint sec or last place. Both last place. <laughs> Oh, 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 this next heap of shit. Rusev, <clears throat> the United States champion, versus Roman Reigns. Can I say one thing before going on about that? Yeah. He mocked me for saying that it was, the result was going to be as it is because he wanted to go on honeymoon. He went on honeymoon. <laughs> With 
the championship, though. We, we didn't mock you. Yes. We didn't mock you for the result. You said that Reigns was going to win. Yes. Um, which he didn't because thingy, uh, Rusev was going to go on honeymoon. Rusev went on honeymoon with the title. Yes, but I got half right. I've got to get half a mark, surely. No, uh, no, no, you don't. Know. <laughs> you said Reigns was going to win. But the result happened as a result of honeymoon. Still, there's no That's extra, still not the... There's no extra, <laughs> there are no extra points. There's only the match results points. So, yes, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. You know what? Fuck this match. I don't want to talk about this match. It should not have been where it was on the card, and it shouldn't have gone down the way it did. If you have anything to say on it, do so now. Uh, it was a steaming turd. Um, Rusev deserves better. Reigns belongs in the mid-card in the pre-show. I think Reigns is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on drugs? No well, <laughs> hey, because of the hospitalization, he's on antibiotics, I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Alan. Reigns needs a period in the mid-card to earn his stripes and to actually... He needs to go back to NXT, actually, just to learn how to what? be a decent star. Mm. What they need to do is either ship Reigns to SmackDown or ship Dean to Raw and have those two team up and try and rebuild each other because they're both falling so fucking hard, so fucking fast. Anyway, Alan, what kind of contest was this? I don't think this deserves the no contester. It was a... No contester. It was a... No contester. That's super racist. So the scores, <laughs> you. The scores stay unchanged at 9, 6, and 6. Last, and uh, oh, potentially, and <laughs> you don't get a half a mark because Rusev went on his honeymoon. He was doing that with or without you. <laughs> you said Reigns was going to win the championship. Oh, I think it was a butterfly effect. Your, your, your choice made the opposite happen? Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Last <laughs> and potentially... Get you half a mark. No. What would have been least were it not for the previous heap of shit... Bork Lobster and Trandy Ortak. This is another weird one. And your main event, believe it or not. Basically, we get two non-finishers in a row to cap off SummerSlam, which had been very hit and miss to start with. We all know the story of Jericho confronting Lesnar backstage after it and yada yada, and he's being fucking stupid and trying to, I don't know, keep kayfabe or work the talent or whatever 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 it doesn't matter what it boils down to though is when this short match ended i wasn't sure if randy had won due to dq i wasn't sure if the match was ruled no contest due to ref stoppage or if we were going to take a break while the doctors at ringside tried to stop the bleeding or or third option no dq it's not a dq it's not a tq but brock lesnar left the ring for over 10 Count out. Possibly. Yeah. Count out, yeah. But but the point is, when it happened when it ended, I wasn't sure what the ending I wasn't sure what just happened. The story had got the story that they'd gotten down to tell didn't work. It was weird, off, baffling. And when Lesnar was announced as the winner, instead of saying, Oh my god, what a monster instead I said, What why did he get the victory? Does that mean I can, you can just go out there, bust your opponent open and you win? Apparently. The only thing we saw was there was blood, and the doctors came in and stopped it. Mm. Yeah. He, the other, the other there was, thing was it should have been DQ because Brock Lesnar wouldn't stop, stop hitting, hitting him. him. I know, that's the other thing. That's what the... I thought had happened. I thought it was a DQ because Brock was wailing on him, and the ref was trying to stop him, and he wasn't listening which, to the ref. Which would have been a much better storyline to actually have that, because then you've got the Beast thing intact, and Randy is still... Winning basically, yeah. So, because as it well, here's the thing, right? No one was a winner from that match, no story really came from it. Randy has been hurt physically and and in character and momentum. It ruined his next pay per view match due to physically not being cleared, which I was gutted about. It's done sod all for anyone, so that it was a stupid decision. Yes, have Brock beat the sh have Randy upset Brock somehow. So Brock goes apeshit, kicks the absolute shit out of him, gets DQ'd, leaves, I don't fucking care. That's great. Randy goes ahead as the guy who really fucking infuriated Brock 
and technically got a win over him. He can even claim that if you want him to be a heel or something down the line. Well, it, I got a victory over Brock Lesnar. It is sneaky tactics to get your, you get your opponent to disqualify himself. You can Yeah, and they can have this rematch, which they were supposed to have down the line with Brock fucking furious, that technically Orton has a win over him. Yeah. But whatever. Do, do you have anything uh, to add to that match? What were your thoughts on it? Not a lot. I mean, it was... To be honest, it was a it was a poor ending to a poor pay per view. I think it had potential, and then it just you know. I, they, there was no decent story going into this. There's no way it should have been the main event. No, but it it had potential to be a good wrestling match. You had two heavyweight titles that could have been a main event. Well, the match couldn't for Dean Ambrose and Ziggler, but in theory, could have been main event. Mm-hmm. You put that up. Is the main event. Yeah, what a way to end the show on a fucking whimper. It should have been Cena AJ for main event. Well, from the from the match quality, I would agree. From a sort of like storyline perspective and from a the it really should have been one of the titles. And the other one should have been the match beforehand. Yeah. Um, what they should what it should have been was Brock and Orton, then probably AJ and Cena. One of the the, the SmackDown title, a break of some intermission kind. I mean, I know they used to have music and everybody hates it, but some form of intermission, then the Universal Championship. I would have done it the other way on. Only because they're trying to... So they're supposed to be pushing the SmackDown. SmackDown is supposed be to be even. equal. Yeah. If you watch SmackDown lately, though, they are not pushing that at all. No, no but no, that's not. what they sort of said, and this is the start of that, so why not... Yeah, they've done the opposite. They've basically gave up on SmackDown. And maybe you would have got a decent match out of Dean Ambrose and Ziggler if they'd given a flying fuck. Well, as we said beforehand, if they give Orton the win, they could make him huge on SmackDown, give them some star power, because no offence, but they don't have much, and the ones that they do have seem to be diminishing. But they went with it this way, and I would say because it ended this way, it had a knock-on effect that went back over, and that's why I disliked SummerSlam as much as I did. Hit and miss. Shit ending. Anyway, on that cheery note, uh, that leads to final scores uh, for Danny with six. Yep. Not too bad, then. Alan with seven, Woo-hoo. because you took Lesnar, and he and I both I'm took over the... Over 50%. Took the logic of Randy getting something. Even though it shouldn't have went that way. Yeah. You're right 58% of the time. You're wrong 42% of the time. <laughs> and the first ever WENXT predictions champion. Oh, I've got a belt and everything and I'll show you later. It's amazing. It's me with nine correct predictions. As if somehow that's related to skill and not just dumb luck. So there we go. Uh, SummerSlam, much like WrestleMania, was shit. Yay. Not as bad as Mania, mind, but still very, very disappointing. Um, you know, <laughs> us doing these big four predictions episodes so far hasn't quite worked out for the best, has it? Uh, the question is, will Survivor Series <laughs> make up for it? Uh, will you join us for that one as well, Damon? Oh, of course. Of course. I've enjoyed it. What about Danielle? I'd love to get her in, but I don't think it'll ever happen. No. Can I just observe that the number of points versus pessimism seems to be quite... There's a correlation there. <laughs> the more optimistic more you optimistic are, you are, the more the less trust points you have you in the WWE. So Danny, Danny's the most trusting. So <laughs> he had the most optimism. He came out with the least points. I'm more middle of the road. I'm still pessimistic, but not as pessimistic as you. Who have who's been no a fan hope. of it? I'm the guy who's been a fan of wrestling the longest. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching Golden Era Hogan matches on tape. My first match was really was, young. Uh, in 2002. So you and Alan have pretty much been watching it for the same amount of time. <laughs> my, my first ever uh, thing on wrestling was the introduction of Eric Bischoff, and I was just like, "So who's he then?" <laughs> Oh god, it's Bishop. Mine was the rise of evolution. Oh, jeez, Dan, you are a you are a baby child of a man. <laughs> Good I, God, I remember watching live when DX was formed. Wow, 
Yeah. <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that you are, you tiny, tiny, tiny child of a demon. So, Alan, since you've got nothing prepared, why don't you take us through the outro? <laughs> I'm going to turn that into the new NXT theme. I think you should leave it as that. That is the outro. Pew guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter, can do. At WENXT. Am I going to have to create a Twitter now, do you think? I you could create maybe. A I mean, I wouldn't say do it for this. It's just me tweeting at Joanna Graham mostly. <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's WENXT Podcast. Facebook.com slash Facebook.com, yeah. Slash WENXT Podcast. Email, it's. No, we're not giving out our email. That's terrifying stuff you get in the email. <laughs> I get enough terrifying stuff on Twitter. Thanks very much. Uh, but what I would say is thanks for all the penises on Twitter, because since we opened the, the DMs, that's great. But you really need to be sending them to then now whatever podcast, because I think he feels left out. Yeah, he's, he's had no penises at all. No, no penises. Right, so that will be that, and that is that. Hooray for that. That. Give us another no contest. No contest. You racist. Want a jolly one? Yes. Nay contest, man. I prefer the racist one. <laughs> Are you saying that wasn't racist? <laughs> <laughs>